All right. Thank you all for joining the Let's Heal podcast. I am Tyrell. Um, and today's topic is quarantine and consciousness. And today we have a guest by the name of Rose Marceline. I think I pronounced that right. Rose, are you there? Yes. And you got it right. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I got it right. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about uh, quarantine and consciousness. And the reason why I wanted to do this is because of what we're all going through right now. You know, we all are kind of in some sort of quarantine, whether it's mental or physical or job-wise or emotional or whatever the case may be. We're all in some kind of quarantine, and I feel like there needs to be a sense of consciousness, some kind of sense of education or some kind of sense of relief that, you know, everything will be okay or everything will be what it's meant to be, you know, whether it's okay or if it's not, or there's some change or whatever. Um, like I said earlier, when I posted the video, there are five categories that I want to touch on. And Rose and I spoke yesterday uh, for a little while about, you know, just life things. And we had really good conversation today. So hopefully you all, we will not bore you to death. And we won't take all day long. It won't be too long, but you'll find some information. Um, before we go into everything and I break everything down and we start having the conversation, I'll just let you all know what the five topics are in case y'all are taking notes or if you have questions or we missed something and you want to hear more about it from us. Um, the five topics are physical, emotional, environmental, financial, and social. Um, so, Rose, how are you today? Let's start there. Let's, let's <laughs> just start right there. Tell us how you are today and what's been going on with you since uh, all this quarantine has been going on. I know. Um, I've been doing, I've been handling it okay. Um, mm. Thank you for asking. Um, so I work in the field of public health. And so right now is definitely a busy time for us. Mm -hmm. um, and even more so because I work in emergency response. Um, and so with the you know, pandemic that's going on, work has definitely been um, keeping me busy. Um, but I love the idea of this podcast. Um, and I'm definitely excited to participate in this conversation with you. Awesome. 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 I'm excited to give... I can't really say expertise because I'm not a doctor. I'm just a life coach and I'm a wellness professional. So, <laughs> you know, I always need somebody who, who might know a little more than I do, because like I always say as a disclaimer of the podcast, the Let's Heal podcast, that everything that is put on here is our opinion. So please do not take this to a doctor or a lawyer or anybody <laughs> say, well, I heard Tyrell and Rose say, and no, we are not doctors. We are not uh, the end-all, be-all of the conversation. So we're going to jump right into everything because I don't want to keep this on here. And I don't want to, you know, keep uh, too much of your time, Rose. First, I got physical. Um, and the reason why I chose physical is, you know, because I'm a personal trainer, certified personal trainer, aerobic instructor. And I feel like, you know, even some of my social media things, I'm always posting about immune health. And that's our first um subtitle the immune system health and i'm always talking about working out and making sure your heart is strong and making sure you're lifting weights and doing mm -hmm. something to challenge your muscular and cardio endurance because what's going on with COVID 19 it's attacking the immune system so mm -hmm. if you have a strong immune system it gives your body an opportunity to have a fighting chance if you are one of the people who happen to fall upon this illness mm -hmm. so 
um, yeah, uh, immune system health is the first topic or the first subtitle, and then building your cardio endurance is the second one. And uh, learning to eat better or healthier is the next subtitle. Mm-hmm. Um, be realistic about the nutrition you bring into your family. Now, we spoke about that yesterday. Yeah, we did. And I think what's good about the things that you touched on is, you know, even though we're in this, you know, quarantine season, so to speak, all of these are things that we can do after quarantine, right? Right, You know, boosting our immune system, staying physically active, getting some cardio, some and working on our nutrition. And all of those, you know, will help to fight against some of those chronic issues that you know, plague our community, heart disease, um, diabetes, high blood pressure, which are all, you know, issues that are underlying that will um, enhance your chance of um, contracting COVID-19. So I think the conversation goes from what we're experiencing now to things that we can still do once, you know, we're able to go back outside. Right, definitely. And I, I feel like, you know, because to an extent we are allowed to go outside Mm -hmm. at my job I see some people just being outside a little too much but (laughs) you know (laughs) we have been allowed to go outside and there's an opportunity for you to you know kind of unplug the gangs with your children and get outside and and run around with them you know play some kind of game or some kind of physical game or you know if you don't have any children kind of challenge yourself like yesterday I went for a run or a jog I can't say a run (laughs) I went for a walk jog (laughs) For the first time in two years. And I was amazed because I did five miles. And at the end of the five miles, it didn't hurt me as bad. Of course, my legs and my thighs are hurting today. But it was still, you know, worth it. Yeah, I think Um, that's a a really good example, too. Because so many gyms are closed. Um, So if you already active person you used to go into the gym like the elephant is across the street from me is closed the gym in my apartment is closed and so you know I've had to kind of you know think outside the box and do things that I normally wouldn't do so this morning since the weather was nice here in DC um I went for a walk and then I stumbled into there's like a a school not too far from me and it has um, like an incline in the parking lot. So I got carried away and it was like, oh, I'm going to do some sprints. <laughs> um, you know, and I kind of had to pipe back down a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, but the, the point is, <laughs> you know, I was able to go outside, you know, early this morning, listening to some music and just get, still managed to get some physical activity in. And if that's a challenge for people, there's still other ways you can still do it inside your house. But I think you bring up a good point, especially if you're home with the kids and you have the ability to go outside. Um, there's still ways to do that safely. Definitely. And and then I also, one of the points that I, that I brought up is be realistic about the nutrition you bring into your family. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I you know, chose to word that with so many words because 70% of weight loss, maintenance, and gain is your nutrition. And like we spoke about yesterday, I've had, you know, clients who come to me and said, hey, can you help my child? You know, can you help them lose weight? Can you help them do things like that? And I said, you know, I can show them the correct exercises and I can show them uh, perfect exercise or breathing techniques during exercise, but where it's really going to count is the nutrition. And 
you're the one grocery shopping. You're the one bringing the junk into the house. You're the one putting this junk mm-hmm. into your body and, you know, tearing your immune system down from the inside out. The nutrition is where it counts the most. So, you know, this is no different from that. If you feed your body correctly and you feed it for a strong immune system, it gives your immune system an opportunity to, you know, build up and be able to fight what's going on. And even if you don't, you know, catch COVID-19 or or get positively diagnosed with COVID-19, you still have a strong immune system. Mm -hmm. You know, like we talked about before, it will reduce high blood pressure and heart disease and diabetes and everything else that, you know, outside of COVID-19 have already been around and people have kind of just learned to live with it. Right. I think that's a good point, too, because, you know, it highlights some of the things that, you know, we may have not been doing so well, you know, whether that's you yeah. know, what we've yeah. been eating, um, physical activity and kind of in this moment of stillness for some, you know, you'd kind of, you know, have that ability to kind of rethink um, some of the things that you've been consuming. I know for me, for example, initially, you know, I'm working from home. At first, I was just, you know, eating all the snacks. Every two seconds, I'm in the refrigerator, you know, I'm going to the grocery store. Um, And now with me trying to limit exposure going outside, you know, I try to get as much um, good stuff that I can in the house because I do know if I'm home, I'm going to be snacking. So instead of getting, you know, the flaming hot Doritos that I love, um, I'm challenging myself (laughs) to buy more produce, Um, you know, buy some healthier alternatives. Because, you know, if I do want to snack on something really quick, I know it's at least going to be something better for me than the good old hot Doritos. Doritos, They're so good. And and physical, before we move on to the next topic, the last thing in physical I have on there with an exclamation mark is rest. Mm. You know, getting the proper rest will help all of the things that are going on right now, the high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, and COVID-19, you know, because most of us have adopted this life of go, go, go. And now we are stuck in a house in between what feels like closing in four walls. And because we're so used to going, our body is always awake. And you have to kind of reprogram your body to get the proper rest not only for the current time and what's going on but eventually life will go back to the way it was and the last thing you want to do is have to go back to your full-time job with your sleep pattern thrown all the way off because you've been sitting in the house for the last four weeks yeah i I think i think that's good we definitely underestimate the importance of sleep or the importance of just getting rest in general um and i think one thing that's kind of been challenging for me is because i'm working from home you know, I find myself staying up later, you know, at yeah. night because I don't have to worry about getting up in the morning and getting ready for work, taking the metro. Right. I just roll right. out of bed <laughs> and I start. It's the next um, room, right. So I, I so it's kind of like a self-discipline thing that you have to, you know, try to shift your behavior um, to make myself go back to what I was doing before quarantine days. And that's, you know, setting a timer for me to go to bed and at least trying to get incorporate and getting six, seven hours of sleep. And that's that's pretty good for me. Um, but like you said, we're so used to going, going, going sometimes that we we definitely are still operating in that space. And it's a little bit of a challenge for a lot of us just to make our bodies slow down and make our minds slow down um, and get adequate rest. Right, definitely, definitely. So 
On to the next topic, um, I chose environmentals. And under environmental, I have continue to stay clean, practice smart social distancing, <laughs> get out and enjoy your environment, but be smart about it. And remember, it is your environment, so respect it. And the reason why I chose environment is because I see people, you know, they kind of go outside and you, there's still trash everywhere because you you know, you're not used to being outside. You just feel like it's a free for all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go outside, you have your barbecues. You don't want to clean up after yourself. You go outside and you have things all over the place. And it, it's, it's crazy when it comes to environment because people forget that, you know, somebody still got to come behind you and clean that stuff up. Um, it is still your environment. So, yeah, you may be living in it a little more mm-hmm. now. Keep it clean, you know, because that also plays a part in your health and this quarantine. If you keep a clean environment, your body has less toxins to fight off. It's less dander, it's less dust, mm-hmm. it's less things like because right now it's not on, on top of all of the other things, it's also allergy season in a lot of places. And here in Atlanta, mm. my car is covered in pollen every day. I remember those days. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I think also so, too with the environmental, I, I immediately think about just my own space, you know, where I live. Yeah. Even, you know, just thinking about that and not necessarily always outside. You know, making sure, especially if you are quarantined, you are working from home, um, you know, try to keep your space as, um, you know, zen as possible. I don't know everyone's situation, but for me, I live alone, so it might be a little bit easier. But, you know, just making sure that, you know, I have a separate space for me to do my work. Um, That kind of helps me distinguish myself on the couch, (laughs) that this is not where I'm (laughs) sitting all day. And it just kind of gives me a purposeful place that I know when I come here it's time for me to sit down and do some work um you know so that I find that to be kind of helpful um I try to keep my space as clean as possible too just to you know kind of help with that you know feel good when you wake up in the morning your space is clean and you're ready to go um and then I also I just have a bunch of plants naturally that I think help me feel like I'm getting some outside feel inside yeah definitely and and i feel like we talked yesterday we were talking about dishes you know because i live alone too and i'm like who in the hell is making all these i know no i wash so many dishes a day and i'm confused (laughs) (laughs) me too i'm like why it's only me here and i just washed dishes yesterday why is there a sink full of dishes Mm -hmm. again and stuff like that, little things like that in your environment can change your mood, can, you know, make you irritable and can give you less of a fighting chance with your immune system. It all ties back to everything. And that's why I chose environment, because people don't realize keeping a, even if it's just straightening, mm-hmm. keeping a semi-smooth, like you said, zen environment can change your mood about things and help you Absolutely. Better, it's better, all It's better. all interconnected. <laughs> You know, when my space yeah. is clean, you know, I feel better. And when I feel better, I'm more productive. When I'm more productive, I get things done. Um, so it just kind of all circles back. And I think, um, you know, the challenge is to keep that going, you know, post-quarantine post as well. Yeah, all, all of these practices that we're talking about today, we need y'all to, if you're not already doing them, to start practicing them right now and continue them, become more aware mm-hmm. of them. Um, but anyway, we're going to keep it moving. 
Because <laughs> we could talk all day. We talked for more than an hour yesterday. and we're not trying to do that today. <laughs> right, we're not trying to do that to y'all today. So the next one we have is financial. Ooh, okay. And under that one, I have learned the lesson of saving. Spend your money logically and not in a panic. Learn ways to make whatever income you have coming in work for you during this hard time and start making money with your free time doing things that you enjoy doing, i.e. start a business. We talked about that yesterday. And the reason why I chose that is because, you know, the first thing that when 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 COVID-19 came out, we heard about toilet paper oh, and people were buying bulk, you know, toilet paper in bulk. And then I went to Walmart and people were in there three, four baskets full of groceries, five, six, seven hundred dollars mm-hmm. worth of groceries. Like the stores are just going to shut down and you will never be able to get anything else. And I'm like, are y'all kidding me? <laughs> Wait, can you still find toilet paper? Because I still can't I have to get it online. Well, see, the thing about me, my sister, my younger sister, you know, she taught me and she started sending me links and stuff. And I started following, um, I think her name is Coupon oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Instagram. And I've been couponing for the last couple months. So, I so got you a have a stockpile. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't pay six, seven hundred dollars for it. I went on the days to use the coupons that she used. See, even that's mm-hmm. part of financial. You know, pay attention to the little things because I'm not big on stuff like that. Like I've seen some of the shows where people do extreme couponing. I do all digital and I follow the lady on the uh, the Instagram. On the Instagram. On, the Instagram. <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> and she tells me, she shows you what coupons to clip, what stores have it, what your total should be and how much it comes out. I've never paid more than maybe... 10 or 11 dollars for three four packs of toilet paper wow. and soap and toothbrush and things like that but that's a, a financial thing that people kind of overlooked you know those mm-hmm. things are there they're accessible we all got smartphones these days and it's easy to no, do no I, I think that's i'm not the best couponer although i try to grocery shop with sales in mind. That's that's kind of my, my little strategy. But you touched on other uh, aspects of financial um, health when you started talking about it. And one of the things that popped up for me is thinking about, you know, there's two kinds of people right now. Those who are still getting income coming in and those, you know, who unfortunately are either furloughed or, you know, been laid off um, and are not making any yeah. money. So my first thought was for you know, those of us who are, you know, fortunate to still have a job and still working. I think also too, in this moment, it's a good time for us to kind of, you know, assess our financial situations. Um, So I'll just use myself Mm -hmm. as an example. Um, You know, before (laughs) pre-COVID, you know, I've been really focusing on paying down some debt and just really trying to knock that out. But with the way things are going and just so much uncertainty, you know, I'm still making my payments, but as far as putting all that extra effort and energy into that, I've kind of shifted some of that into my emergency fund. Um, you know, so I'm still making my payments just to stay on top of that, but I'm not going as hard on that right now. It's kind of at a pause, you know, so I can make sure right. that I have cash on hand, you know, for the next few months, you know, if something were to happen to my job. So there's kind of like that shift that's happening right now. Um, I think it's definitely a challenge for, you know, people who, you know, unfortunately may have been laid off. So I work part time, you know, in retail. 
And so we've been furloughed, but thankfully, you know, that's not my main source of income. Um, but I think about my colleagues right. who that's how they get paid and that's what they use to pay their bills. Um, and what that, you know, financial hardship would look like for them. And so I think that's something we can dive a little bit deeper too about, you know, different things that people can do in this season if you're not getting, you know, having any type of income coming in. Right. Any kind of, right. And, and, and see, and I, I think I, when we spoke yesterday, I told you that um, I was a property manager previously and we were laid off by the company via Ooh. fax machine Wait. on a Wednesday. And you didn't tell me yeah. this yesterday. This, <laughs> you didn't, oh, you did didn't I, tell me I, how I, they I did must it. not have told you that. <laughs> I, okay, well, I was a property manager before, and we were laid off via fax on a Wednesday, and we were told our last day is Friday. Hmm. Via fax. Wow. Man. Now, we're bringing in this company all of this money. Oh, we sold the property. They're not keeping anybody. Everybody's last day is. And, and you had two days. Two days to pull it together. So, of course, naturally, I'm in a panic. I got bills and stuff to pay, but that also tapped into, you know, hey, I got to figure out what I need to do that's going to keep me off of becoming a stripper or a porn star. And I'm not (laughs) saying there's anything wrong with that, but I don't want to do that. And I learned how to make bracelets. I took a bracelet making class and bracelets paid my bills wow. for a year because that's when everybody was doing the mm-hmm. Shambhala bracelets and all the different kinds of bracelets. And I made it my mission to make an income out of my talent so that I wouldn't be so stressed. So not only did it keep my mind off of things, but it allowed me to express my creativity and make money from it. Um, and everybody, whether you tap into it or whether you want to understand and realize that everybody has some kind of talent that they can tap into that somebody mm-hmm. needs or wants that they will pay for because even though money has been pulled back drastically, people are still mm-hmm. spending money. Yeah, my neighbor still gets her dog walked. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know yeah. she doesn't people, do it. And, they're still spending yeah. money. And, see, and, and there's another thing, like dog walking, like you got people who will pay to come to your house and, and get your dog. People's grass still have to be cut. You know, garbage still has to be taken out. You know, even if it's just a little something, at this point in time, if you have children, I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews. And fortunately, my siblings are able to, you know, continue to take care of them because they have some some form of income coming in. But right now is a time to show your child that, hey, money is tight right now. I'm going to need you to kind of go <laughs> cut some grass. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not doing nothing anyway. You're out of school. So let's go ahead and do our schoolwork. And then in, 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 in addition to doing your schoolwork, let's walk around the neighborhood and see who's graduating. Right. <laughs> you're still practicing social distancing. You're still not, you know, being around anybody that we don't want you to be around. And I can be there with you. But it's, it's you have to kind of tap into that survival mode because we have survival mode and we have thrive mode. And because we've all been snatched from thrive and pushed into survive, we all got to yeah. be Yeah, and I think also too, you know, in this season for people who may not be, you know, making any income or it's also a time for all of us to kind of explore, like you said, like our creative sides or something that you've kind of been sitting mm-hmm. on that you've kind of always wanted to do. Um, you know, if you have some extra time you know outside of looking for a job or whatever you're trying to do I think it's also a good moment to really do some of those things that we've kind of put to the back burner um I think I was telling yeah. you yesterday so I launched um Focus Health Collect Collect day 
Um, and it's a platform around public health targeted towards, you know, people of color, especially women of color. And it's something that I've kind of been sitting on for uh, maybe two years. Um, and I, you know, even though there's work is chaotic, um, we do have occasional downtime. And I find myself really challenging myself to push through um, and really get this thing done right now. Um, and I think maybe right. that's something that other people can kind of, you know, piggyback off piggyback off and really explore something that they've been trying to do. And it's possible that whatever they decide to do may not generate any type of income right now. Um, you know, cause that right. might be the reality for some people, but you know, you're tapping into a piece of you that you may have always wanted to explore. You know, you're able to challenge yourself creatively, um, you know, and it could be something that you keep pursuing even after we come out of out of quarantine. I think yesterday you were also talking about even with, you know, Let's Heal and then the bracelets and the T-shirts, you know, even though you came through that season when you weren't working, you know, you still are able to sell products to this day. Like, it's still something that you're able to make. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, my bracelets still sell online. And of course, I mean, I, I have... <laughs> a couple side incomes, <laughs> but that's the Sagittarius of me. I got to have a whole lot of stuff going on. I have my bracelets that I sell. I got my t-shirts. I have my green juice. I do my life coaching on the side online. So I have a lot of stuff that I have going on in addition mm -hmm. to working a full-time job. Um, gratefully, I'm grateful to still have my full-time job, but in, in the interim, if somebody came and snatched those, those, that part-time job, I mean, that full-time job, I still have other things that I tapped into during my mode mm -hmm. of survival. Definitely. And I think one more thing, so, too, before we switch gears, um, you know, we kind of discussed a little bit yesterday about when to talk with your audience about, you know, how can we support, you know, our friends or other people that we know, you know, may have been laid off or furloughed. Yes, definitely. Um, and so I think, you know, for some people who might own small businesses, they might, I was saying that I have a friend who, um, he has a gym, um, and obviously he had to close that down, but he's moved some of his stuff to online. And so, you know, I figured, right, right. you know, I can, you know, do a class once a week and pay um, and just to keep that cash flow coming in for him. And I think, you know, we can challenge ourselves exactly. to look at, you know, who do we know in the industries that are, you know, severely impacted? If you have a friend who does hair, you know, is there any way that you can yeah. you know, try to support them or you know, things like that. I think we can find a way to support, you know, our friends, our community, our neighbors. You know, there's little things that we can do, definitely. 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 There are little things we can always do for ourselves and for each other. You know, at this point in time, we all kind of, because COVID-19 has shown everybody that this is a level right. playing field for everybody. No matter how much money you mm -hmm. make or have made, no matter who you are, no matter what your job title is, COVID-19 has leveled the playing Absolutely. field for everybody. Absolutely, it does not discriminate, so. <laughs> At all. <laughs> so, um, next we are going to, let's go back to social. Ooh, that's good. We'll do social before we do emotional. So, on social, I have check on people. Use this time to mm -hmm. make meaningful connections. Do a virtual dinner party or go on a oh. virtual date. So, you know, right now, because like I said before, we all have these smartphones and I, I've seen a lot, you know, I've seen everybody do these TikTok videos and 
I've been invited to a virtual oh. speed dating thing. Unfortunately, I will not be able to attend because uh. I'll be at work. It sounds <laughs> extremely fun, but I'm like, I would love to go on this virtual speed date because it's a group of people who, you know, are coming together and I, I don't know how it's going to work, but it sounds real interesting. I was like, damn, I wish I didn't have to work because I would be on this virtual <laughs> speed date. But in addition to that, like checking on people, you know, people that you were too busy oh, to yeah. talk to. We all have friends and, you know, that we haven't spoke to in weeks. And like, I know that me and my best friends, we can go weeks without talking to each other. And when we do pick up like and you talk never, to each yeah. other, it's like we never left. But Sometimes you have that distance from people and, you know, you say, well, that person's been on my mind and I ain't talked to them in however many days, months or years it's been. Right now you got time. So call and just check on them, you know, because sometimes that will help people through this hard time. And don't just call somebody with your problems. Call and genuinely be interested in, hey, how are yeah, you doing? Yeah, I, I support that 100%. Um, I have... Um, a couple of friends who called me because they know I live alone up here in the DC area. And so they've reached out. I haven't talked to them in a while, um, but they just, you know, calling to see if yeah. I'm okay, making sure I'm good. And also they know with the work that I'm doing, you know, it's a lot going on. And I think also too, trying to keep a sense of normalcy in all of this. So one of the big things yeah. my friends and I do were doing pre COVID, you know, is a regular standing happy hour. So we were able to do a virtual mm -hmm. one last week, um, which is something that we, it went really, really well, almost too well. Like I had so much fun <laughs> in my kitchen <laughs> uh, with my wine. And then I finished, I only had a, so I had a little bit of wine and then I had to switch over to tequila because they kept going. And then once I do tequila, it just goes yes, left. Yes. But uh, you know, we were able to connect <laughs> with each other socially, um, you know, catch up. We do like our little round tables and it was just like what we would do if we were out for real. Like we each take a turn and we kind of update each other, you know, see how everybody's doing. We talk about, you know, goals, what we're trying to work on. Um, and it was just really fun to do that. And so, you know, there's FaceTime. You can do the group FaceTime thing. You can do Google Hangouts. You can do Zoom, although Zoom kind of has some issues going on right now. Um, but there's... <laughs> yeah, I did see that. I, I did see that they were, you know, I said, yeah, I'm glad I didn't yeah. jump on Zoom or anything. But I mean, they, they also have house party because my cousin's birthday was last week. How is And we that? did a virtual party because she... It was so fun. Like, we did not... We, we all had, you know, we all picked a song. And oh, you know okay. the one person played it. So you guys so took turn kind of like being like, the DJ. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, exactly. So it was fun, and it allowed us all to kind of see each other and dance and snap a little bit. And then of course everybody <laughs> was like, "Okay, it's time to go to bed." Yeah, I, I think I think that connection and is so key right now. Fun. Um, you know, keeping us you know yeah. together that we in one way or another are all impacted by COVID nineteen and. Um, you know, there's so many ways now for us to stay in touch if you have the ability to. Um, even just joining, like, yeah. the Instagram lives, like, I saw the one with T-Pain and Lil John last weekend. I think it was, like, Saturday night, and it was lit. I heard about uh, that. <laughs> I heard about uh, you know, there's, like, other ways, and then I think, like, people were sharing it with me, so I was able to jump on real quick. Um, but there's... Um, 
And even even some of the DJs, like some of the popular DJs from Atlanta who live in other cities, yeah, have been yeah. hosting DJ parties. There's so much, there's so too. much, so and like, then you know people are sharing yeah. things, and so that's definitely I think a big component right now is just staying socially connected to each other, and then also too, you know, if like you mentioned, like someone you haven't really talked to in a while, or someone that you know might be more so isolated than others, I think that's also a, definitely a good time to check check on them. Definitely, definitely, because you know that that's part of the the last one that we'll talk about, and that's emotional. But yeah, the social, you know, just getting in touch with people. Hell, even if we have to go back to, and it's gonna be hard for a lot of people do to do because I'm one of the people who do not like doing this, but I know it's extremely personal and it takes your time and allows somebody to know how much you really truly care about them. Oh wow! When you write them a letter. Write him a letter. Effort. It, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of emotion. But it also shows somebody that, hey, I know I've been distant, but I cared enough about you to take time out of my 24 hours in this day wow. to write you this letter. And that's why I said it's going to take a whole lot of people back because right. people don't write letters no more. Right. Nobody writes letters. Who does that? But there's my suggestion to this COVID-19 pandemic. That's a good challenge. Write I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I'm gonna send somebody a letter in the mail. I don't know who, but yeah, and and that's you know what I think I might have to post that letter. Oh, that's good. Write I somebody like a letter. I'm in. I'm in. That's so funny because <laughs> I used to write because um, I love like cards and sending birthday cards to people um, and things like that. But I haven't written a letter in a long, long time. I used to do it all the time in college with my friends who, you know, didn't go to school with me. Um, like pre, mm-hmm. like AOL and all that stuff. Wow. Am I dating myself a little bit? Um, but I definitely will take you up on that challenge and, and send it's in a letter. And, and, and even, you know, even if it's a card, like a thinking of yeah. you, you know, the little bitty cards, the little four by mm-hmm. six. Hey, like a postcard. You know, send somebody a postcard and write a small personal message on it. You know, something like that. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, we are going to move on to because, I know. like I said, we could talk all night. We talked for more than an hour yesterday. Uh, we're okay. going to move on to emotional. And under emotional, I have get to know yourself. Learn who you are outside of the tangibles. Take time to appreciate the small things. Meditate. Journal. And then I have identify and reach out if you feel like you may be experiencing Which one do you want to start with? Because they're all good. Yes. (laughs) So we'll start with getting to know you. We'll we'll pair the two of these together. So getting to know yourself and learn who you are outside of the tangibles. And the reason why I, I put that on there that way is because right now, like I said before, COVID-19 has leveled the playing field. So nobody is exempt. Nobody is immune. But we've all been taught to identify ourselves as a person mm-hmm. based on our job yeah. title and how much money we got and where we live and what we drive and the things that we cannot count on to save us right now. 
we don't even know who we are, some of us, because I know exactly who I am outside of it. And that's part of when I start dating people. That's one of the questions that I ask. Wow. Who are you outside of the tangibles? And it's crazy because people get intimidated by that question because people can Well, part of it is, you know, people, question. that requires don't some level me. of exposure, you know, about yourself. And Definitely. Transparency. Yes, transparency. <laughs> 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 no, but I think I think that's valid. Um, getting to know yourself, I think um, coronavirus or not, is such an essential part of you being um, healthy overall. Um, and it's challenging yeah. because there are aspects of yourself that are great and there are some that are not so great. Um, it's about pushing beyond, you know, what we know of ourselves into tapping into another part and really working to become a better version um, of who we are because the the not so cute part you right. know you might you know be used to it not preaching to the choir but <laughs> you know you might be used to those parts about you but when you're dating right. or you you know meeting new people and they eventually you know that part of you is going to come out at some point um, it's all about working to yes. kind of heal those parts of ourselves too Definitely. And, and what I because I, I actually sent this out as an assignment to a couple clients this week um, because they've been off work. And some of them, still, of course, still have to go to school and stuff. And I said, in addition to whatever you got going on, I want you to sit down and write a SWOT analysis about yourself. SWOT is a business practice, but it also applies to life. And I use it a lot with my clients. And SWOT is S-W-O-T. That's strengths. Weaknesses, opportunities, and threats based on yourself. And when I tell you, because I, I did this for myself years ago, and I'm constantly revisiting it because I have mm-hmm. a lot of strengths. I have some weaknesses. I got some opportunities and I got some threats. But when I know these things, when you do meet somebody, it allows you to be a little more comfortable with your transparency when it comes to having a conversation with somebody, even if you meet somebody new, because you're almost taking the power away from anybody else who could come in. Cause I'm always telling people, nobody should be able can to Can you elaborate on the O and the T a little bit? I think it's easy for us to recognize our own strengths and weaknesses. Um, but talk a little bit more about the opportunities and strengths. Yeah, I think that yeah. um, opportunities and threats, I think that might not resonate so the opportunities, as far as I go, I know that my opportunity would be learning how to be a little more patient because I'm a very impatient person. You rarely get a second chance mm-hmm. with me when it comes to a lot of things. So my opportunity would be to learn how to attempt okay. to give that second you. chance, you know, and then, you know, work on identifying why I don't want to give a second chance. And then a threat probably would be that because I'm extremely transparent, I come off really harsh Mm -hmm. to some people because I say what's on my mind. And I always tell people, if you got weeks, if you, if you have, if you don't have a backbone and you you don't have a little bit of tough skin, because a lot of things that I say are not meant to be malicious or hurt you but I want to be the kind of person that you come to when you want to know the mm. truth and not be lied to. And that could be a threat to some people because just like you just said, people struggle with knowing themselves. And then when you meet somebody like me who was telling you, hey, I see X, Y, Z, 
And then, you know, on the other side, right. people are thinking, well, who <laughs> are you to tell me stuff about me? <laughs> right. When, they, when you already know that this is something that, you know, you got going on, but who the hell is Right. And, and you know, we have to talk a little bit about what? this yesterday. Nobody <laughs> wants to be called out on, you know, the things that they're not so great on or great right. about. Um, <laughs> but I think it's all about connecting that back to who you are. Um, and working to better and improve, you know, the way you function and how you regulate your emotions. Um, I think for me, I know I use this really, well, let me not say used to, I probably still do struggle sometimes with, you know, regulating my emotions in a way that's, you know, that's healthy in my relationships, Um, whether that's dating or my friendships, you know, sometimes, you know, I can, you know, if something is upsetting me or bothering me, I can either show it on my face and not say, but I won't say anything, you know, like, you'll know something is wrong, but I'm just like, right. oh, it's you okay. have to tell your face to use but your inside something voice. Is bothering me, and then at one point I'll just kind of right. uh, low key explode. But, you know, there needs to be a better balance of, you know, being able to share, you know, whether in the moment or taking a break and then coming back and sharing what it is that I'm, that I'm thinking. And, and so I, that just kind of prompted me to think about, all this time that I do have by myself um, in the house because of quarantine. And, and so some other people might be in that same situation. And are we taking advantage of those moments where we are sitting with ourselves? We are sitting with our own thoughts, you know, and what does that look like? What does that feel like? Um, I'm a big writer. Um, I write a lot for work. I write a lot outside of work. And so sometimes it's, you know, and I journal sometimes that's not like a long path. I'll jot down thoughts or something that I'm thinking about. And I think, you know, that could be a good tactic for people to kind of really explore, you know, some of those thoughts that they might be having um, or have had that they've kind of, you know, kind of buried a little bit. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and, I, and I touched on that because of people, you know, this emotional side is for people who, you know, it's for everybody. But when I was writing it down, I was thinking about people who are living mm-hmm. by themselves, like you and I, or, you know, other people, because there are a lot of people out there who, you know, on social media, they appear to be extremely happy and very well, you know, when it comes to things mentally. But then, you know, mm-hmm. the past couple of years, people have been committing suicide. And that's kind of why I put the emotional part on there, because, you know, people who have children, they have their children there to kind of love them unconditionally. And hopefully they have their family and stuff like that. But yeah. And they definitely still suffer from depression and other things like that. But I'm thinking, you know, what about the people who don't really know mm-hmm. that you're appreciated by somebody else? Right. You, know, you don't wake up to your kids. <laughs> you wake up to the sunshine so, into the window. <laughs> um, exactly. I and they're know, comfortable right? there. Because trust me, I, no, I think also, too, it just rest, made but, me think about. Um, um, you know, sometimes we, before Corona, <laughs> you know, we were outside and being busy and that kind of kept us from being with ourselves, you know, um, thinking about that. Yeah, definitely. Know, you have a definitely. meeting, you have happy hour, you have this, you have that. And it was a constant flow of events and appointments and things that you were doing so that, you know, by the time you came home, you're tired, you might watch a little bit of TV, you go to bed and then you repeat the cycle. And so for some of us, you know, we really haven't had a whole lot of time to just 
sit and be even though you're home working there's still a, a silence that you haven't been in and you know what you know what thoughts are coming up for you right. I think that's a good time to really you know explore you know some of those thoughts and feelings and if you have access to you know a therapist or a life coach or even a good friend who can you know help you process some of that you know that that definitely would be helpful Definitely. So the next, we're going to bunch the next three because they kind of go together. Take time to take, uh, take time to appreciate the small things, meditate and journal. And, you know, like we just talked about the small thing from small things for me would be able to be, you know, in my own space that I'm able to still right. be able to pay my rent and keep my lights on with a comfortable bed and some comfortable pillows. And, you know, things like little things that we forget to appreciate because it's become so much of a routine for us. We're having to spend a lot of time mm-hmm. with things that we should just It's definitely a reminder of the things that we definitely you take know. advantage of because we're technically not supposed to be doing so so much of that. Um, you know, even on my walk this morning, right. you know, I'm just kind of like, I had a moment where I'm like, you know, thank God that I'm able to, you know, get out and walk safely, you know, and then come back home. Just walk. Um, you know, yeah, just, just being have, able to walk. you know, roof over my yeah. head and food to eat. And then you, you're really thankful for that because... You know, at any moment that can be taken away from us. Um, and I think the the reality yeah. of the situation is that we're really reminded of that in this moment sometimes, you know, where we, we are definitely blessed and fortunate and, and we, we we have to really work on not taking those things for advantage. That's for me. That, that's the word for myself. Because, um, you know, I don't think about that half the right. time. Um, but so many people are lacking right now or, need, or in need. Um, and it makes me even more grateful you know, for the things that we do have. Definitely. And then we have meditate and journal, you know, and, and when I, I meditate usually first thing in the morning, I did a, a podcast about meditation. I usually do maybe like 10 or 15 minutes in the morning when people, I don't want people to be overwhelmed by meditating and even journaling. Like you said, when you journal, you just write down thoughts and sometimes those thoughts mm-hmm. just need to get out of your mind. You know, just that whole piece of releasing what's going on that whole let me just get this off my Mm -hmm. mind let me write it down that's considered journaling and sometimes you know in the silence that we have right now sometimes it's okay to stop and just take a moment to slow your heart rate down inhale a couple times and i think that's that's a practical thing because sometimes when we think about meditating or journaling we think it's like this long you know elaborate process elaborate i actually just talked to my therapist about this on monday because you know, she really wants me to focus on and be more intentional, um, kind of like with my, you know, focus time, my spiritual time. And I told her one issue was that I thought it had to be this long, mm-hmm. uh, let me take the Bible, let me take my concordance mm-hmm. and my highlighter, yeah. you know. So, of course, I would push that to the side. I'm like, I don't have time for that. And so she was just sharing with me different ways in which I can just, you know, meditate right. on the word that doesn't look like what I thought it, it had to look like. And so we can, you know, apply some of that journaling, whether it's just, you know, taking out the notes feature on your phone and just jotting down some thoughts just for like, you know, two minutes. Um, If you're feeling something, sometimes I feel angst or something, you know, is stirred up because I'm upset about something. I just, you know, it takes two seconds to just kind of jot down some thoughts and then it may not go away, but I know I can kind of figure out why I'm feeling like this. Um, So exactly. Exactly. Right. So I think it's more it so just finding a way that's going to yeah. work for you um, to express some of those thoughts 
whether it's meditation, um, journaling, some yoga, even when you're doing like your stretches in the morning, those are also good moments where you can sit in that quiet time and really just kind of explore um, your thoughts a little bit. Definitely. Okay. And, and the because last this thing, part because is we've so been on here longer than we <laughs> planned to. In the, in the, it is. It's so good. <laughs> so um, identify and reach out if you feel like you may be experiencing depression. And I put that on there because with COVID-19, this quarantine, this having to sit in the house, whether you are alone or with your children or your family, is still a break in somebody's routine and people really don't want that break, but it's, it's inevitable right now. And that can depress a lot of people, you know, especially for people who are willing to who who's like, I'm an on the go kind of person. That's why I got so many hobbies that I've turned into side incomes. And even in addition to my hobbies, I have, Oh, I'm going for a jog or, Oh, Hey, I got this bike here. Let me get on the bike for an hour. Mm-hmm. If somebody came and stripped yeah. all of that structure that I have created and built away from me, it would definitely send me into a depression. So I put that one on there because, you know, a lot of times people have difficulty oh, reaching yeah. out and saying, but I think also I'm too, not it's important okay for right us now. and your listeners to remember that, you know, depression can look um, and it can manifest itself in so many different ways. It's not you sitting at home sad all the time or you know, you can you can be sleeping a lot. You can be right. um, just eating a lot. That's definitely a good one. Um, eating a lot. I'm, uh, I'm listen. Yeah, I get I'm an emotional it. eater, so I know when I tell you when you're pissed off about yeah. something, mm. don't, that's a whole word. My thing food. is when I'm feeling down like that, <laughs> I let my apartment get messy. Like clutter is definitely a sign for me that something is yeah. in. You know, I'm not feeling well emotionally. Um, so that's a trigger for me, or that's a warning sign if somebody walks in, they're like, okay, what's going on? Um, you know, so it can it can manifest itself in different ways. Right. You can be sleeping a lot, a whole lot more. Um, and then, you know, once we can go back outside fully, you know, you're not doing things that you used to do. Um, you don't find any satisfaction in, you know, going out, hanging out with friends or anything else that used to be a regular habit. So just to keep in mind for your listeners that, you know, depression or, you know, that can, you know, look different for everybody um and you just kind of have to recognize what those triggers are but i think what you said is is key is being able to you know yeah. some way to push through that and reach out to someone if are feeling like that i think it's a challenge for all of us you know to right. kind of let somebody know that you're really feeling like this and you know it's personal is you know it might bring up feelings of shame or you know that you're inadequate um but I think right now, especially, you know, if those thoughts are happening for you, you know, there are people there, friends, family, hopefully. And if not, you know, there's resources for you um, out there um, to use. Definitely. definitely. And, and, and even, you know, on the flip side of that, even if you have somebody who reaches out to you and they say that they are not OK, it is OK to listen. You don't have to solve that problem because I think a lot of times people get, you know, overwhelmed by that. And it's like, well, so-and-so called mm-hmm. me and told me that they're not okay. And I don't know what to do. Did you listen? To you do know, something, I'm right. Sure they weren't calling for you to solve the problem all the time. Sometimes they just want to get it off their chest and know that they are supported through not knowing. You don't have to solve the problem, but you can help them come to some kind of solution or suggest or come up and help them come up with some kind of suggestion 
of, hey, let's do a virtual date. Hey, let's let me, I want to see you right now. You know, call FaceTime me. Something that small can change somebody's mood. Something that small mm-hmm. can change somebody's mood. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely something we, we want to highlight is that you don't, you know, the expectation isn't that if somebody does call you and express these thoughts, it's not for you to fix it. It's not for you to, you know, get them to see right. things differently. That's not necessarily the best approach. Oftentimes, you know, if someone is reaching out, that's that's huge on them. And so part of your responsibility as a listener is to do just that and that is listen and be, you know, a supportive ear for that person. Just acknowledge yep. like their strength for even calling and letting you know. And then maybe you know, talk through like what it is that they're going through, what they're experiencing, but you don't want to put that pressure on yourself either thinking that, you know, if somebody calls you or a friend calls you that you're supposed to fix them, um, you know, take that pressure off of you too. And if you don't know what to do, right. that's fine. Um, there's also resources for you too, as a listener online that you can tap into um, on how to be supportive for somebody who is experiencing some depression. So Yeah, definitely. Well, wow. Today was a a, a really good <laughs> quarantine and consciousness. We podcast. did. And we I feel like it was almost therapeutic for me. This was good. <laughs> it was. It was really good. So, Rose, tell everybody where they can find you at, how they can contact you. You know, give them some information about you. And, you know, give us a little more info. I think you gave us a, 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 some information mm-hmm. about yeah. uh, Focus Health Collective. Um, so right now, Tell everybody how you they can, can find me you. on Instagram and Facebook, both at Focused Health Collective. Um, so that's on Instagram and that's on the Facebook page. Um, the Facebook. You know, remember when it was the called The Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, it's yes. a thing. Um, or it was a thing. So those, those are the two main spaces where I'm the most active on. Um, and so I just launched Focus Health Collective yesterday. Um, but the idea is that, it's, you know, thank you. Um, it's definitely going to be a space where I really want to <laughs> encourage us um, to really get to understand public health and how it works, um, how, you know, we can take care of ourselves individually, take care of our um, communities and really be a space for us to just connect with each other. I think there's a lot of, especially now with COVID-19, there's so much health information coming at you left and right and left and right. And, and it's about making sure that we understand it yeah, for yeah. And, and know how to apply it for ourselves and in terms um, for our community. So once again, Instagram and Facebook, Focus Health Collective, Rose Marcelin, you can find me there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So for everybody who is listening, I appreciate you all li- for listening today. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't have much more to say. We talked for an hour now. So yeah. <laughs> Until next time, that was the Let's Heal podcast today where it's all about love, life, and lessons. Until next time, everybody, let's heal.